0: Yes. Good evening and welcome to tonight's edition of the Champions League show, 24th November 2021 in the year of our Lord. Tonight's episode is our third episode of the UEFA Champions League show. On tonight's show, we'll take a look at Thomas Tuchel's first 50 Chelsea games and Chelsea's performance last night. Chelsea trashed Juventus 4-0, handing Juventus their heaviest defeat in 17 years and in the history of the Champions League. We'll do an analysis of Thomas Tuchel's first 50 games with Chelsea and compare him with some of the world's best. Also on the show tonight... We'll be looking at the top ten Ballon d'Or rankings since the year two thousands since the year two thousands until date until date as we get ready for the announcement of the twenty twenty one Ballon d'Or winner in the next few days in the next few days on the show tonight as well. We'll be looking at Sebastian Haller a record in the Champions League with Ajax. This is Sebastian Ali's debut season in the Champions League. and um, Like the show, signature tune rightly indicates this is the biggest event in club football. This is the show for champions. On this show, we celebrate leaders, winners and champions and Tonight's show, we will celebrate Sebastián Ale, Ivorian international, on the programme later. Also on the programme tonight, it's Edin Dzeko's brace that sends Inter top of Group D ahead of Real Madrid. We'll also take a look at Edin Jerko's record, his career goals, his records, the clubs he's played for until this point with Inter. Enter Eliabit Shakhtar Donet 2020 and also take other news and other results. So tonight, it's a packed show. It's a packed program. I hope you enjoy. It's yours truly, Philip Limo, behind the wheel this evening. Wherever you are, wherever you are, you'll be tuning in. Whether you're tuning in live or you'll be listening to a delayed podcast, welcome. Welcome to the show. Wherever you'll be listening to us from across the globe whether you're in the US, on the African continent, on the Asian continent, in Oceania, welcome. This is the biggest show, the biggest sports show on the calling platform. Yes. So this evening, without much ado, we go straight to pick Thomas Aless' reaction in the Champions League after last night's impressive results against Italian champions. And Italian Giants, Juventus. Remember, he trashed Juventus 4-0. That is the heaviest defeat Juventus has ever suffered in the history of the Champions League. Let's pick Thomas Ales' reaction and what he thinks of his first 50 games in charge of Chelsea.
1: Thomas, you said before the game that you needed to be in control of the match you were, you're now in control
2: of the group, you're through to the last 16, top on goal difference. And what a performance Thomas, you said before the game that you needed to be
1: in control of the match you were, you're now in control of the group, you're through to the last 16, top on goal difference, and what a performance as well.
3: Yeah. Very good performance. Was, uh, we wanted to stay patient, but uh, we uh, did not want to fall asleep. So it was the, the, the challenge to have both things, be patient and still increase constantly the, the rhythm and the intensity. And yeah, I have to say the team did very, very well. It's so tough to score goals, to create chances. And we scored so many, we created so much. So full credits, uh, amazing performance and fantastic results.
1: They were so hard to break down in Turin, weren't they? But here, it was a completely
3: different story. Yeah, it was different behavior from us, of course. Uh, um, we, were, we were sharper, we were more determined, we took more risk in the, in the, in the, in the areas of the pitch where it's necessary to take risk. Um, and um, that increased the rhythm and that increased the intensity. And we lacked that in, 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 Ju- in Juve, in Turin. We had control but we did not hurt them, it was just control and by pure control you cannot hurt Juventus. You need to penetrate, you need to uh, do runs off the ball and yeah. And then, and then it's a mix between patience and, and uh, acceleration of the game and yeah, we were very good and scored nice goals.
1: And uh, you set a bit of a record today as well because you now conceded the least amount of goals than any other manager in their first 50 games. In the English top
3: five, fight with 24 goals. That's my it was
1: my 50th game today. Apparently as a Chelsea manager, yeah. nice. nice. Not bad. I and mean, clean sheets have been so important. Shoring up that defence has been so important to your philosophy in this team as well, hasn't
3: it? Yeah, but it, it's not like it's not written. It's not written over the the manager's office. Uh, defence <laughs> is what counts. It's just part of the game, and it's a huge part of the game. And Sometimes defending is uh, the best defence, to, to get control of games, to, to protect us against counter-attacks. And this is what we do very good, so I feel us very aware and uh, we do the uh, unthankfully the invisible work, very, very disciplined and we protect us uh, against counter-attacks and when we have to defend, we dig in, we, we really defend. Yeah, and with a bit of luck and good goalkeeping is, is possible. Of course.
1: And um, one of your defenders? today
3: came off the pitch Ben chillwell I've yeah. has been so positive for you any news on him yeah he has a sharp pain in the knee and uh, unfortunately in Golo as well also like he twisted his knee a little bit can tell you tomorrow more there will be both six seven it's the only only thing two two things which are very sad because uh, Golo was again fantastic uh, uh, until this moment when he went off and and Chile is in a, in a fantastic moment so so important and, and for him personally so so strong so let's hope for the best. It was
1: interesting to see you bring on Aspi as opposed to Marcus Alonso who would yeah. probably have been a natural replacement why did yeah, you do that? True.
3: I, because I was so focused on this is, this is my <laughs> fault and I, hopefully Marcus <laughs> does not take this person yet. I was so focused to bring Aspi on the field because I wanted to have him on the field because we, he like every every game we, we, we we have this discussion if he plays or not, and we have these uh, decisions now against him since he injured his shoulder, and I said, we need to bring him on the pitch. we need to bring him, and we prepared, actually, uh, a substitution for Reese James, and then was the injury, and then I thought, like, okay, so he plays left, and meanwhile, of course, the guys called Marcos, and uh, there was a bit of confusion and something. <laughs> well, I'm sure Marcos will understand. I hope so, yeah. But just finally, look, you've got
1: United
2: at the weekend, every single one of your play up all the time, Are we, I feel like we... Have-
0: Okay, so that's Thomas Tuhal speaking about his game against Juventus and what that result meant for him and meant for Chelsea. And um, we'll be doing an analysis. Thomas Tuchel has played 50 games so far since taking charge of Chelsea. He's won 35 games, drawn eight games, Seven losses. Chelsea has scored 81 goals and conceded tw- just 24 goals in the last 50 games. That's very, 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 very impressive for Thomas Tuhal, the German machine, the German coaching machine. It's surprising, Thomas Tuhal was in Borussia Dortmund. He was, in, he was with PSG. He led PSG to the last Champions League final and unfortunately was, 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 was sacked. And um, let's compare Thomas Tuchel's first 50 games to another German machine, Jürgen Klopp, Liverpool's Jürgen Klopp, first 50 games. So for, for the first 50 games for Jürgen Klopp, he won 23 games, recorded 16 draws, 11 losses. His team scored 86 goals, and he conceded 57 goals. So can you put into perspective what Temas Tuchel is really doing with Chelsea? That's impressive. We'll take another analysis again, comparing him with another top-flight coach and no other person than Champions League legend Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola. Manchester City's Pep Guardiola and Barcelona legend Pep Guardiola. First 50 games in charge of Manchester City. In all competitions, in all competitions. So Manchester City in 50 games, they won 29, grew 11 games, lost 10 games, scored a whooping, a whooping 105 goals, 105 goals, but conceded 56 goals, 56 goals, 56 goals. Again, let's compare him with Mikel Ateta, Arsenal's Mikel Mikhail Ateta's first 50 games. So, Mikel Ateta's first 50 games in charge of Arsenal. He's recorded 29 wins, 8 draws, 13 losses. He scored 79 goals. The team, I mean, Arsenal as a team has scored 79 goals and conceded 48 goals and conceded 48 goals. So those are the analysis. Those are the comparisons. Let's look at Chelsea. Chelsea as a team uh, uh, this season, their defensive setup. And it will amaze you to know that Chelsea's defenders this season in all competitions, Reece James, he scored five goals. He's assisted five goals. Trevor Chaluba, he scored three goals. Yesterday made his full debut in the Champions League and scored as well. What, and he described, Trevor described that as a dream come true. Indeed, that is Euro's top flight competition. And it is the dream of every young footballer on the surface of this earth to grace that competition. And um, I could feel what Trevor was feeling yesterday when he put Chelsea in the lead in no other place than the Stamford Bridge in London. He scored three goals so far in all competitions this season. Ben Chewell, He's also scored three goals, one assist. Antonio Ridiger, he's also scored two goals, two assists. Marco Alonso, he's also scored one, assisted one. Thiago Silva, he's also scored one, and assisted one. Remember, yesterday, Tiago Silva made a brilliant, brilliant goal clearing, goal saving clearance yesterday in the game against Juventus. That clear off-the-line clearance was the difference between Chelsea and Juventus at the beginning of the game. And kudos to Thiago Silva. He's 37 years old, but I would describe him as he's 37 years younger, younger. He played as though he was a very, very young chap in his 18s or early 20s. That is what champions are made of. And this is what this show is all about. It's a show for champions and no mediocrity, no mediocrity. We celebrate champions right here on the show. And um, to wrap up with Chelsea's defence, Andres Christensen also has got one goal. So that should just tell you about the incredible work Thomas Tuhall has done with Chelsea. Impressive. We can only wish Chelsea well. They are the defending champions of the UEFA Champions League and we'll see how far they can go This season, and uh, subsequent on our bill tonight, we'll be looking at the Golden Boy winners over the past ten years. Over the past ten years, Spanish uh, 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 teenager and Barcelona player Pedri was a John, the 2021 Golden Boy winner a few days ago, and uh, one who take the past winners from the year 2011, over the past decade. In 2011, Mario Götze, German international Mario Götze, was the winner for that year. 2012, Isco, Spanish international, currently playing with Real Madrid. And French and France international, Paul Pogba, currently playing with Manchester United. At the time, he was with Juventus in 2013, was the Golden Boy winner. In 2014, English International, then playing with Liverpool, now Manchester City. Raheem Stelling was the 2014 winner of the Golden Boy Award. 2015, we have French International Anthony Martial and Manchester United striker winning the 2015 edition. For the 2016 edition, you have Portuguese International Renato Sanchez. In 2017, the French goal machine, Kylian Mbappe, was the 2017 winner of the Golden Boy Award. 2018, we have Delight, Dutch international defender who played with Ajax at the time, now with Juventus, who won the Golden Boy Award for 2018. In 2019, we have Portuguese International João Felix currently playing club football with Atletico Madrid. And 2020 winner, we have Norwegian International and Borussia Dortmund striker Helen Haaland. Helen Haaland winning the twenty twenty edition, winning the twenty twenty edition of the Golden Boy, Golden Boy Award. Talking about winners and recognizing winners, we'll be taking a look at the Ballon d'Or rankings since the year 2000. Since the year 2000, for the purposes of time and for the purposes of the show, in you know order we've got a lot of things built on, the, on tonight's program. So we'll just take the top five for each year all the way to the countdown. You remember, in the next few days, 2021 Ballon d'Or winner will be announced. And like I rightly indicated, this show is about champions. It's about celebrating winners. And it's about igniting the spirit of excellence in our listeners. So wherever you are, wherever you are listening to us, whatever you do, whether you are, you are, not, you are, you are in sports, not just in sports, you will find yourself in the legal profession. You find yourself in the communication field. You find yourself in engineering, in politics, in in the medical field, wherever you find yourself, we hope you rise up to be a champion and to excel in whatever you do. So let's take the 20, the 2,000 Ballon d'Or rankings. So for 2,000 Ballon d'Or, we have Barcelona and Real Madrid legend and Portuguese, former Portuguese international, Luis Figo, winning for that year with 100 and 97 points. We have former French international and Juventus legend Zinedine Zidane. He played second that year. Andrei Shevchenko, Ukrainian and former AC Milan legend, was third for that year with 85 points. And French international, former French international and Arsenal legend. He played also for Barcelona. But that year he was with Arsenal, Thierry Henry, had 57 points. He plays fourth. And Alexandro Nesta, Italian defender, with Lazio at the time. Former Italian international, with Lazio at the time. He plays fifth. He plays fifth with 39 points. 39 points. So we take for 2001.
2: for 2001
0: for 2001 Michael Owen former English and Liverpool international He was the winner for the 2001 Ballon d'Or with 176 points former Spanish and Real Madrid legend Raul was second with 140 points second with 140 points and Oliver Kahn former German goalkeeper and Bayern Munich legend was third with 114 points and former English international and Manchester United legend David Beckham was also fourth with 102 points former Italian international and Roma legend He's one of the few players to have played for a single club The his entire career. He played for Roma, AS Roma, in the Italian Serie A. Francesco Totti was fifth, was fifth, was fifth, was fifth for that year. For the 2002 rankings, original Brazilian, former in, Brazilian international Ronaldo, then with Inter and Real Madrid legend, was the 2002 winner, with 169 points. Roberto Carlos, former Brazilian, former Real Madrid legend, with 145 points. Again, German, former German international and goalkeeper for Bayern Munich at the time, Oliver Kahn. That should tell you the top form in which Oliver Kahn was in at the time in the early 2000s. He placed 110. He placed 110. He was one of the outstanding goalkeepers of his time. And fourth for the year 2002, was Zinedine Zidane, then with Real Madrid, 78 points. And Michael Ballack, former German international, former he played with Bayer Leverkusen and Bayern Munich at the time. He also had 71 points for the 2002 Ballon d'Or rankings, 2003 Ballon d'Or rankings. We have former Juventus striker and Czech Republican striker, Pavel Neved. Pavel Neved was the 2003 winner of the Ballon d'Or, with Thierry Henry coming second, Paolo Maldini, Italian international and AC Milan legend, placing third. Andrei Shevchenko placing fourth. Zinedine Zidane placing fifth. 2004, Andrei Shevchenko was lucky this time. He won it in 2004, then with AC Milan, former Ukrainian Legend and top role model for many Ukrainians, Andre Shevchenko, currently coaching in Italian Syria. And number two for that year, 2004, former Portuguese international, former Porto and Barcelona legend, Deku, Deku, placing third that year, was a super talented Ronaldinho, former Brazilian international and former Barcelona legend, he placed third for that year, Gianni Henry. Place fourth, place fourth for that year. And Zago-Ragis. Tudoros Zago-Ragis. Greek international. Then with Bologna and Athens. Plays fifth. place fifth. place fifth for the 2004 ranking. For the 2005, Ballon d'Or. Ronaldinho won for that year. With English. And Chelsea legend, Frank Lampard, placing second. Steve Gerrard, Liverpool legend, now coaching, Aston Villa. We celebrated him on the show on Saturday and picked his opinion on his managerial career. It was third for the year 2005. And for fourth position, Thierry Henry and fifth, Andrei Shevchenko. That should tell you the level of competition amongst these guys at the time in the early 2000s. And in 2006, you have former Italian defender, the only defender to have won the Ballon d'Or till date, Fabio Cannavaro, Fabio Cannavaro, Fabio Cannavaro. He played with Juventus at the time. And um, number two on the list for that year, who played second, goalkeeping legend, Italian goalkeeping legend, and former Juventus international, Buffon, Buffon, Buffon. And number three, Thierry Henry. Number four, Ronaldinho. Number five, Zinedine Zidane. I would take a step and talk about number six, Samuel Eto'o. Samuel Eto'o, former Camero- Cameroonian international and Barcelona legend. Africa's is the most decorated African African footballer. And kudos to Samuel Eto'o. Fields. Samuel Eto'o Fields, Two thousand and seven. Kaka, former Brazilian international AC Milan legend, he won it. Cristiano Ronaldo, Mr. Champions League, placed second in 2007. And um, in 2007, again, Lionel, the mesmerable Messi, placed third. Then with Barcelona, currently playing his football with PSG. Ivorian legend and Chelsea legend, Didier Drogba, placed fourth. Andre Pello, Italian legend and former AC Milan legend, also international, placed fifth for that particular year. This was 2007, 2008, 2008. From this point on, I want us to take note of something. This was the beginning of the Ronaldo and Lionel Messi era. Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi era. Cristiano Ronaldo, then playing with Manchester United, won the 2008 Ballon d'Or with Lionel Messi placing second. Liverpool's Fernando Torres at the time placed third. Ike Casillas, remember yesterday we celebrated Ike Casillas on the show. An outstanding Spanish goalkeeper who had an outstanding career with Real Madrid as well. And the fifth was, on, for that particular year, Spanish legend, Barcelona legend, was, was now returned to Barcelona as the coach, Xavier Hernandez, was fifth for that year. For 2009, listeners, take notes of this era. 2008 until now, take notes. You see a trend. You notice a trend, and it's about excellence. 2009, Lionel Messi won the 2009 Ballon d'Or with Cristiano Ronaldo. Then Manchester United He had just moved to Real Madrid. And Real Madrid's all-time leading goal scorer, Lionel Messi, is the all-time leading goal scorer for Barcelona as well as in the Spanish La Liga. So Lionel Messi won the 2009 Ballon d'Or. Cristiano Ronaldo plays second. Now Barcelona coach and manager, Xavi Hernandez plays third. Andres Iniesta, Spanish international, Barcelona legend, plays fourth with Samuel Leto Fields, former Cameroonian international, former Barcelona legend, and Inter Milan legend. There at the time with Inter Milan, plays fifth, plays fifth, plays fifth. So that is it for our Ballon d'Or Rankings from the early 2000s to 2009, 2009, 2009. This show, it's about champions and celebrating winners, celebrating winners. Talking about that, we will take Sebastian Alice, goal. In the Champions League, and then we talk about him briefly on the show. So let's take his goal to, for tonight. This is Sebastian Haller's goal for tonight. His brace against He's Here by Tadic,
3: only Sandra Martinez, and turned in by who else but Sebastian Haller? Level now with Robert Lewandowski as this season's nine-goal group stage top scorer...
0: Yes, that is Sebastian Allaire. Sebastian Allaire, Ivorian international, in his debut season in the Champions League. Sebastian Ale in his first game in the Champions League, scored four goals, four goals, four goals against Sporting, against Bashistas, he was on the, on the goal scoring sheet, against Bay-Liver, against uh, Borussia Dortmund, Borussia Dortmund, he was on the goal, he scored and also provided two assists. Again, in the return leg against Borussia Dortmund, he was on the goal scoring sheet again, and today against Bashistas, he scored a brace. What a player, what a player, what a player. What a player. Is Africa's topmost player to have scored the most goals in a group stage of the UEFA Champions League, and Thomas Alè joins an elite league of African players to have done that, and on that list was tonight Sebastian Alèstali take him nine goals, nine goals for the 2021-2022 season. Subsequently, on that list of African players to have scored most goals in the group stage of the UEFA Champions League, is Samuel Eto'o former Cameroonian international. He did that in the 2010-2011 season. He scored seven goals. And Liberian president, now current sitting president of Liberia, he was a former legend, he's an, and he's the only African player to have won the Ballon d'Or in 1995. In 1995. No other person than George Upon me. For 1994-1995 season, he scored six goals in the Champions League. He was then playing with AC Milan. He was then playing with AC Milan. And next is Didier Drogba. Didier Drogba he scored five goals, former Ivorian and Chelsea international. the 2003-2004 season, 2005-2006-2007 Champions League season. All these goals, this is African players who have scored most goals at the group stage of the Champions League. And Seydou Dumbia, former Ivorian international, also five goals in the 2011-2012 season. Moussa Marega, guinea Guinea International, then with Porto. Yesterday, Musa Mariga won the Asian Champions League with Al Hilal in Saudi Arabia. He's now playing his football in Saudi Arabia with Saudi champions Al Hilal and was crowned yesterday Asian Champions League winner with Al Hilal. And for the 2017 2018 Champions League season, he scored five goals for Porto. Vicente Aboubakar, also Cameroonian international, also on that list for African players to have scored most goals at the group stage of the Champions League. Vicente Aboubakar has five goals. And the season he recorded that was the 2017-2018 Champions League season. And the last person on the list is Mohamed Salah, the Egyptian king and Liverpool king. Five goals, 2017-2018. And tonight, talking about champions, another person will be looking at is Erdin Jekyll. Erdin Jekyll. Erdin Jekyll. Jekyll. Jekyll scored a brace tonight to beat Shakhtar Donet 2 2-0 and to qualify in Tamiland to the next stage of the Champions League. We take Edin Dzeko's goals against Shakhtar Donet. It's called a brace. Looks
2: to win that into Lantaro. Falls down for end and the follow-up from Dzeko's! Finally definitively inter make the breakthrough
0: and talking about Jekyll, Jekyll never stops scoring. Jekyll will take you on Jekyll's career goals. Jekyll scored eighty-five goals in 142 games for Wolfsburg. Was playing in Germany. And Dzeko, again, scored 72 goals in 189 games for Manchester City. Dzeko, again, in Italian-Syria and in all competitions, Was playing for Roma, scored 119 goals in 260 games for Roma. And in all competitions this season for Inter Milan in 18 games, He scored 10 goals. He scored 10 goals. Edin Dzeko, wow, he never stops scoring. He never, never, never stops scoring. Impressive, 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 impressive performance from Edin Jerko, From Edin Jerko. And tonight, we will be taking the results of the ongoing games in the Champions League. So we'll start... With FC Sheriff, FC Sheriff couldn't keep the momentum with which they started their first two games. They are currently losing to Real Madrid by three goals to nil. The scorers for Real Madrid are Alaba, Cruz and Benzema. And Benzema in that game. Also, in, all the way in Liverpool. Liverpool beating Porto by two goals to nil. Alancart Salah, Mohamed Salah was on the score sheet, and Alan Katara was also on the score sheet for Liverpool. Manchester City currently leading PSG by two goals to one at the Etihad Stadium. Mbappe opened the score for Paris Saint-Germain, but Raheem Sterling equalized in the 63rd minute, with Gabriel Jesus scoring in the 77th minute. Game is in the 80th minute. It's still 2-1. Anything can happen. Sporting is 81 minutes in that game. They are leading Dortmund by two goals to nil. They are leading Dortmund by two goals to nil. So those are the scoreline for the group games currently going on. So those are group games in Group A, Group B, Group C, and in Group D of the Champions League. As we said on the show, it's about champions and celebrating champions. I want to take Thomas Allais' reaction and what tonight's game meant for him. But whilst I do that, we will take other, 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 other reactions before coming to Sebastian Ale. So, I want to give you some record about Cristiano Ronaldo, Mr. Champions League. 530 teams have competed in the Champions League this season. So far, 530 teams have competed in the Champions League. And Cristiano Ronaldo has more goals than 488 teams in the Champions League. Wow, 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 wow. That's super, 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 super impressive. Super impressive. That's super impressive. And uh, talking about Mr. Champions League and Cristiano Ronaldo, we want to talk about his late clutch, late-minute goals for Manchester United this season in the Champions League. It's just impressive. Against Villarreal. Against Villarreal. He scored in the 78th minute. Against Atlanta. Ronaldo again came to the rescue of Manchester United. He scored in the 91st minute. Against Atlanta again in the Champions League this season. In the 81st minute, Cristiano Ronaldo came to the rescue of Manchester United. In the 95th minute... Against Villarreal again, Cristiano Ronaldo came to the rescue of Manchester United in the Champions League this season. And talking about the Champions League and what's at stake for tonight's game, games so far, Manchester City, with tonight's, if they win tonight, they secure qualification to the next stage of the group. And um, for Group B, Liverpool. Sport, Liverpool has already won Group B. And they've secured qualification. Porto, they are losing that game. And a draw for Atletico Madrid. We'll see Atletico Madrid also qualify to the next stage of the competition. In Group C, Ajax have already secured qualification. Dortmund, they are currently losing to Sporting. Sporting need to beat Dortmund by two plus goals to qualify for the round of 16. Sporting is currently leading that game by two goals. To the, ah, Sporting just caught. Impressive. Impressive. Pedro Porro just gave Sporting the three-goal lead. Yes, Sporting. Are qualifying from Group C. Dortmund will have to settle for a Europa League place. Dortmund will have to settle for Europa League's place. And in Group D, Real Madrid are winning tonight. So for Group D, we'll have Real Madrid and Inter Milan qualifying from Group D. Remember, Inter, Elia beat Shakhtar Donetsk 2 2-0 in Milan. So we'll take Sebastian Ale's Alice reaction and what tonight's goals... Meant for him. He scored a brace against Bashiktas in Istanbul. Let's take Thomas Ale's reaction. Uh, just that I'm happy, proud. Uh, it's just a nice feeling, you know. You're a striker, you score goals, especially in the best competition you can, uh, you can play in clubs. So, uh, yeah, that's the best feeling, you know. Just, uh, just I want to enjoy this moment. Uh, just that I'm happy, proud. I like what uh, Thomas Ale said. Is enjoying the moment. And on this show, we entreat all our listeners. Whatever situation you find yourself, keep enjoying the moment. Take each day one step at a time. Break the records. Make history. And tonight, just before we wrap up, just before we wrap up, just before we wrap up, we want to see if there are any more reactions that we could take. And talking about enjoying the moment and living your dream. I saw something about current Manchester United legend and interim manager for Manchester United, Michael Carrick. In 1995, a 13-year-old Michael Carrick was on the life... A 13-year-old Michael Carrick was on the life and kicking program with the BBC and indicated that his dream was to become a footballer. Today, he's not just achieved his dream. He is the interim coach of Manchester United after a successful career as as a player. So tonight, wherever you find yourself, whatever the situation is, never give up. Keep enjoying the moment. Keep taking each day one step at a time. So just before we wrap up, I would see if we can take the feed of thirteen-year-old Michael Carrick in nineteen ninety-five and Footballer, what
1: he are said. Are you Peter Beardsley or maybe even a Ryan Geese? Then this is the story for you. Michael Carrick is a thirteen-year-old boy who's already been tipped as one of this country's future footballing stars. This is his story. I'm
4: Michael Carrick. I'm thirteen. I play for Worcester Boys Club. Oh, like people see that, like the next kid I've danced in the street for. Apple. Never, never bothers us. I just play football now for the boys club. Never bothers us. It's quite like a few clubs, like interesting. I've been to a couple of them. But, like, I still haven't been all of them yet, and I'm, like, I'm still going like, I'm trying with some of them. Um, I've been West Ham, Newcastle, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, and I might be going to Wimbledon, um, Swindon, Nottingham Forest.
0: This is 13-year-old Michael Carrick in this interview, talking about how he's gone on trial with top English clubs. In this interview... Mike. Then in 1995, Newcastle was a top club. Newcastle then had Alan Shearer playing. And Alan Shearer was the dream and role model for every young up-and-coming child, youth and footballer. And Michael Carrick in this interview and in his room has pictures of the legend. So let's, take, let's, let's go back to that feed. There's a couple
4: more as I can't remember the one. I first started playing football when I was four and a half in the boys' club. I was I was just a five-a-side. But I started playing eleven-a-side when I was nine. In the boys' club, like most people know each other. Like when you walk in the door, like most, like you know nearly everybody who's there, if like, you seen them and that.
3: The principal aim of the of Warsend Boys' Club is to give the kids in the area a game of football. And the philosophy is, if I good enough. We will try and help them to become better players. The mines have closed The little pits have all gone there. The shipyards just about closed now. It's finishing off the last door there. There's only 100 employees left and they're all just waiting for the final acts to come. There's very little opportunities for work for adults. Never mind, never mind the kids. And I think they see football as a way out. Three
4: months a week, the boys club. Something should do like ball skills, something you should do like practicing the corners or free kicks, or like just working on the defence one week and then like, working on the midfield and then working on the forwards. When the Managers they just play like voluntary and if they're doing this, if like you're not taking like part, it's just a waste of their time. If you didn't turn off treatment like with a good reason, you would just you drop you for the week. But well, like, if you catch, like, don't it never turn up for train, you probably you look for another player. If you just want to turn up and play, yeah. you're not going you know, anything, really. These are the two I've won over the years. That one's for winning player of the year for the town from the 12th. That
2: one's... Oh.
0: So that's Michael Carrick. That's Michael Carrick in that interview. And ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, you're listening to us. I'll wrap up tonight's show with my favorite quotes and favorite saying, never give up, dream big, believe, pray, and achieve. It's been wonderful coming your way with tonight's episode of the UEFA Champions League. And it's been fun. It's been great coming your way with tonight's episode. Join us same time on Saturday for the UEFA Champions League show. Regardless if you are not able to join us live, like you've all been doing and you've been supporting, keep playing the podcast, keep listening to it. Most of the things that we discuss on this podcast, you are timeless, you are timeless. So I know... It's just a matter of time. Many of you, after listening to the recorded sessions, will be making time to join us for the live sessions. Until then, until Saturday, I say thank you to all of you and showing my gratitude and appreciation. Also, I want to show appreciation to one of my consistent, consistent listeners. Araba, you are listening to me all the way, all the way, all the way in the northern part of Ghana. Tonight, we celebrate you on this show. We say thank you for tuning in and joining us since the inception of our first episode for this program. Keep listening, keep joining, keep supporting us. Wherever you are tonight, it's a show for the champions. With yours truly, Philip Alimo. It's bye for now.